You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard. Welcome to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am joined by Janelle Hickman, who is a beauty editor and copywriter. And you do brand consulting as well. I do. Right? And you've been in the industry for, what, 10 years now? Yeah. So you've been around. You've seen some things. You look very young, (laughs) keeping it youthful. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I love the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I feel like I don't traditionally have beauty experts like we talk about beauty but you actually like do this like you live this work so I'm really excited to get your point of view on everything (laughs) I want to read for everyone some of the headlines for your recent articles because I feel like it just gives a great sense of like the breadth of your work and how many things in beauty you cover okay headline number one for cosmopolitan are nail vitamins a waste of money great headline I'm clicking I want to (laughs) know For well and good, purple shampoos and conditioners brighten my blonde and I'll love them forever. You also have highlights. It's not even highlights. You have full bleach. Full bleach. It looks amazing. (laughs) For Allure, the 25 best hair oils that money can buy. And I need to talk to you about that one because I have some thoughts. Okay. Allure, the 13 best shine and sheen sprays hairstylists and editors love. And for these, you always interview like the best people, like the people at the top of their game. How to dye your weave at home without destroying it. Meet the stylist who's been slaying Michelle Obama's hair. You wrote about winter skincare. You wrote about liquid lipstick and just changing your whole point of view on it. Like you cover everything, nails, hair, skin, beauty, personal style. So I feel like some editors are specialists in like a specific thing, like makeup is their thing. Mm -hmm. You do all of beauty, fitness, skincare, hair, personal approach to beauty and style. So just wanted to give all the listeners just like a a sense of of how wide the scope is. Okay, let's get into the episode. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I know you started at WWD. Yep. How did you evolve to becoming really focused on beauty specifically? I think just through accident, to be honest. Really? My first internship was WWD. That was fashion. And I was in the fashion closet. 
And it was where where were their offices? Their Is offices were on Third. It's Condé Nast. Oh, it's Condé Nast. So it was like oh. old school. It's like when they were at Four Times Square. Then they had another office that was on Third Avenue, like over by Grand Central. Yes, so, I interned at Four Times Square. Yes, stressful. Intense. It's so crazy that that didn't turn into anything else. It just went away. I don't oh, know who's did it? there. It's not a thing. Oh, anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, and you and I have Viacom in common, mm-hmm. so we know what it's like working in Times Square. Nuts. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yeah. It's awful. So WWD, I was in the fashion closet. I loved it because I think that also opened up my eyes to all the different things you could do because I'm from Minnesota. So I had no idea that A, this is a career and B, like you could be a stylist, you could be a makeup artist, yeah. you could be a hair person. And I kind of continued on the fashion path. I switched to PR because similar to now, everything was closing. So there were no magazine jobs for me to have anyways. So sorry. So you went from the fashion closet to PR. So you're like a glutton for punishment. Yes. (laughs) But PR was fun because I was at Victoria's Secret. And that was like all the money, all the budget. Yes. Okay. Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yes. Okay. Didn't appreciate it as much as I probably should have (laughs) because it's your first job. And you're like, I should be running this company. And it's like they gave me so much responsibility. Then from there, there was a temp position at Essence. We're looking back. It's just like that is wild that I left a semi-full-time permalance situation to go temp for two weeks. I wanted to go to Essence really badly. Like it it's all, all little. It all happened for a reason. Yeah. As all little black girls do. You're just like Essence is the epitome. Yeah. So my job there was to clean out the fashion closet. They fired their assistant wow. and they were like, you need to figure out where all this stuff goes because everything's borrowed. <laughs> and I'm very organized. So that, although for most people would be the worst job ever, it was like fun because oh it's like, gosh. I'd have to research like, where did this one suit come from? Yes. Like, does this go to the designer? Does this go to the agency? So I did that for two weeks. Have anyway. you gotten into the KonMari method yes. and like Marie Kondo's new series on Netflix, Tidying Up, which I've watched the first four episodes of? I didn't watch it yet, but I had someone from KonMari come to my house. <gasps> what? Yeah. When I left my full-time job in April, I had an expert. Because I'm also one of those people who… Oh my God, wait, wait, wait hold on. I'm like not <laughs> even ready to get into this because I'm like freaking out over the fact that you've had someone come to your house. Yeah. I like paying other people to do things. I've never Outsourcing been a, is a huge major key. I've never been a person who's like, oh my gosh, I need to struggle and figure this out on my own. <laughs> so wait, did you read the book first? Yes, I read okay. the book first. Okay. So I read the book and I wasn't confused. Like I definitely got it. <laughs> okay. But I was like, I will not power through this by myself. And the book is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up yep. by Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. right? She's like this adorable Japanese woman. So cute. So cute. And she is just, she loves tidying up. Like she finds great joy from it. Yeah. Which I'm not there in my life yet. And her whole thing is about picking up everything that you own and asking, does it spark joy? And if the answer is no, you immediately cast it out of your house. (laughs) And uh, folding your clothes is a huge thing, like organizing all of your stuff so that it's neatly, so that it like stands up vertically, right? What are her other kind of like main tenets? Um, Cleaning out your purse every evening. Yes. Oh my gosh. Dumping out your purse every night you come home and cleaning it out. And putting things, everything has a home. Yes. Also thinking about duplicates. Why do you have all of them? So you have to get rid of. So it's like if you have one spoon, like find the spoon you love and that's it. Um, What else? I mean, the sock and underwear method is nuts, but I still do it. I've reorganized all of my underwear with the KonMari method and it's a game changer. Okay, so you... What reached out to them and you were like, help me get organized? I basically interviewed people for my own personal knowledge. Okay. So I talked to different experts because when you go on her website, they have a little subsection that just talks about like people in your area and their rates and their expert level. So I didn't okay. even realize you could be like a master Conmary specialist or oh you could God. be like a junior level one. I so I was like, I'm okay with the junior level person because it's like I don't I don't really have that much stuff. So I thought so I'm yeah. like, I don't need an expert person. Yeah. I'm not like a hoarder. Which areas were you most concerned about and how how long ago did you do this? In April. Oh, this is recent. 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 Okay. So were you like worried about your closet? Were you, did you have like specific areas where you were like, I really need help with, these are my nightmare areas? Um, my closet, I have stuff because I get a lot of free things and a lot of friends give stuff to me Yeah, and I had problems saying no. So if you're like, oh my gosh, Janelle, I think this blazer would be excellent on you. (laughs) I'm going to say, yeah, and wear it once and then just leave it there. So that was tough. But I truly think the issue is the beauty products because so many people started sending stuff to my house and I started getting overwhelmed. 
And you don't, again, it's like the guilt of knowing how much certain things cost. And then it's like, I have friends come over to take stuff. Yeah, invite me next time. (laughs) Come on, whenever you want. Um, So that was difficult, but we found, she was like, I know this is a touchy subject for you. So we found a women's shelter so I could donate all my beauty products. Oh my God, that's amazing. And they took like new and used. And then she's like, anything that's just like expired will toss. But then I just donated it to the shelter in downtown Brooklyn. So that made me, and they were so pleased. Like the women were just so happy. But it's intense because it takes, she was there for five hours a day for two days. Oh my God. And literally they make you hold everything. And I was like, I don't want to hold this purple (laughs) shampoo. And she's like, you have to, it's part of the process. (laughs) Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Jewelry was also hard because I have a lot of costume jewelry or just like mm. little knickknacks that you mm-hmm. pick up. But yeah, it was it changes your perspective on like what things you want in your space. And yes. now I had I've always struggled working from home. And I think ever since I did that, it's just a lot like how I said your house is very zen. Thank it you. just felt it feels better in there. Yeah. I feel like even though I agree that the space is zen, but we have like these little secret, like you'll open a drawer and you're like, oh my God, what is going on in here? There is so much stuff and crap and it's like not organized. Did you feel like the difference before and after was massive? There's definitely more light on like the floor and countertops and things that I didn't necessarily, so even the bathroom. So one of the, you know, one of the rules is you're not really supposed to have things on countertops or whatnot. Yes, yeah, cleared Um, countertops. Our bathroom was a nightmare because there's always something that I was testing or it's like, yeah. I'd be like I like this hair oil. Yeah. Do I like it? Yeah. Um, so my boyfriend would be in there in the morning. There'd be like stuff knocked over because he's like, <laughs> I can't even get to the toothpaste. <laughs> so now I'm very particular about like what stays in the closet, like okay. what's staying in the beauty closet, essentially like cabinet I have, what stuff that I'm giving away. Like I'm a lot more organized in yeah. that sense. And then closet, it's easier to get dressed because of now course. I know what I have. Yeah. Versus struggling. And so you decided I'm not going to do this all on my own, just with the book that I Mm -hmm. bought for $29. I'm going to invest more money and have someone do it for me. I think that a lot of people don't take that extra step because they're like, oh, well, if I can do it myself, Mm -hmm. should I pay someone to do it? But you believe in... Pay for everything. Because people have (laughs) expertise and stuff, you know? So true. So I think it's like, if you're not great for cooking, like take a cooking class or get those like pre-made boxes. I don't like struggling through things. I know a lot of people find joy in like conquering it and completing it. I just get frustrated and I feel sad. (laughs) (laughs) Someone definitely can do this so much better than me. And I think in a world where everyone's quote unquote calling themselves an expert, it's nice to find the real experts who so true love that. Like the woman was thrilled to be in my home. And her name is Cassidy. She's thrilled to help me. The other thing that I really like about the method is acknowledging, even if you bought something and it was expensive and you've never worn it, that is there to teach you a lesson about what you don't like. Like I spent $300 on this shirt that I've worn once, but that $300 was worth it because it taught me a lesson that this is not the type of shirt that I'm realistically going to wear. And so you part with it and take the knowledge, but you don't just hold on to it because you spent money on it. Yeah. And that was half my closet too. It was like the guilt. Like I'm like, I spent money on this. Someone gave this to me. This is an heirloom. This is vintage. Right. There's a lot of guilt in my closet. So having her being (laughs) like, you are never going to wear these neon leggings again. Get rid of them. It was better. She's like a coach almost. Just like you coach yourself to get better in a sport. She coached me to get my life organized. Well, speaking of having experts teach you things, you very recently had someone teach you how to do eyeshadow technique, full yes. makeup technique. What was that experience like? Um, there was a makeup company that has palettes called okay. Deck of Scarlet. And basically they curate a different palette every month. So it's almost like a subscription service. A little intense for like the non-makeup person, but I think for people who are really into it, I get it. And they're yeah. each curated by like a YouTube vlogger, blogger, okay. whatnot. I oddly like just am not a makeup person. I don't have like yeah, the patience. Yeah, you're pati- like more of a skincare person. Yeah, like I, I don't have, have the patience skin. to sit and do things. I barely <laughs> have any brushes. So it was such a struggle because I went in their office to do the first one. And I was like, I just don't have all the things <laughs> I need to complete this project yeah. for you guys. So one of my friends is a makeup artist. So I'm like, you're going to come over. I'm going to do it myself. But I just need you to supervise again, like outsourcing yes. work. I'm like, I need you to supervise me and tell me like exactly what to do. And like Whitney just changed my life because she's like, what did you learn? I mean, number one, I was just clearly patting and slathering things on my face (laughs) with no, no technique whatsoever. So Whitney was like, no, you're supposed to 
buff your foundation in versus like I'd kind of like brush or swipe it or kind of like tap it in. And she's like, what's no, no, the difference no. between brushing, swiping and buffing? You're buffing it in the sense almost like you'd polish a car. So it looks much more seamless. So it's like you're going in like circular motions versus like I kind of like dab it in. And then, I mean, you can also with your beauty blender, you're kind of like doing that whole bit. Mm. But like buffing, it's like it gives you a much seamless effect. And you do it with a brush? You do it with a brush. Okay. Also, another thing that I think it just depends on who you ask. She had me put my concealer on after my foundation. I did the wow. opposite. But looking at the photo, like she's like, take a photo of yourself. You look awake. It's like a different level of like. Concealer. Did she do a color corrector under the concealer? Nope. No. Okay. We just said we use Fenty Pro Filter that yeah. you like. Oh, and I then, can't wait for the Fenty concealers. I know. But the only thing I don't, well, I don't want to say I don't like. So many shades is confusing because even when I had my pro filter and I was like, this is a touch dark, but I could probably go lighter. But then this is probably my shade. I just didn't know. Like I'm 400 and I was like, should I be 390? Should I be? It's I think for an average consumer, it's a lot. I get not having your shade is worse, but also feeling like. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you, but I also feel like that's a that's we've reached we've reached a very special place as black yeah. women where we can We're be like, like there's, there's too, too much. <laughs> I can't pick. Like I that's know. a privileged space to be in, it you is. know. But everyone's coming out with so many shades. So it's like, how will I ever find my shade again? I know. So everything has 40, so it's like not everything. Not everything, there's- but more people. But then also bad 40 shades. Exactly. Exactly. Because you can have a huge shade range and it's still not the right yeah. shades. Any other tip? I feel like eyeshadow, I'm just like a single color. Yeah. Like all these palettes with the smoke and the... Well, you need a million brushes, which I also didn't know. Really? You okay. need so many brushes. So there's like a steeple pencil tip brush. So it's like that goes in and then you have a flat one that's like for like your under eye area and then it's like you're buffing again and then you need a clean brush to keep blending so half my evening was spent just like blending my eyeshadow (laughs) I'm good on that I feel like can you believe that there are people that do that every single day? every day it took me so we only did four looks it took us maybe like three and a half four hours Wow, it's a long time and then to switch it's like you have to wash your face and then it's like the whole like cleansing bits it's like I'm using a cleansing oil I'm trying to wash off with the mousse I'm hydrating so much. Yeah. I'd rather just sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know you have written for so many people. You've tried, what, thousands of products in your experience as a beauty editor? Maybe hundreds. I'm very picky oh, about really? trying products. Yes. Because you don't want to like what, make your skin break out? I think a mix of both. So I think I like experts. So kind of how you're talking, like I interview a ton of people. I like them because they have the opportunity to try a million things on different people. Mm, and I think my, such a great point. my experience as one person, I can only test so many things. So it's like, I can't slather my leg with one lotion and then another. There's so many other factors. And then it also depends on the cadence of products you're using. So sometimes like my skin will be really good. And I'm like, is it because... I'm using the same face oil I always have, or is it because I use a new serum? There's so many variables. Yeah. Yeah. So I like experts because they can kind of tell me from a professional standpoint what's happening. So even if I'm like, what are the best curly shampoos? I could try those, but I have a different hair texture. So one is going to work really well. One's not going to work so well, but then you'll swear by it. So... I'm a little picky, more picky now. I'd only had one allergic reaction to something. Really? In, in your my whole, whole experience? experience? Wow. What was it? It was Clinique. <gasps> okay, Clinique, you're off my list. <laughs> I know. It was the the dark spot corrector. Like when it first came out, remember that egg ad and it had the spots and oh, they wanted yeah. them to go away? Yeah. But again, it could have been because of the other things I was using. And I'll never know. But I just freaked out and I was like, I can't use this. Yeah. I mean, it probably was that, to be yeah, honest. Maybe. If, like, everything else was the same. I know. Okay. Well, I've listed out a series of products, and I want to get your opinion on if it's something that's worth investing in or something that you can get inexpensively pretty much anywhere. Okay. Okay. First product, foundation. Expensive. You should invest in that. Okay. Eyeshadow. Mm, drugstore, because I feel like there's more pigmented options than there were before. Oh, interesting. Okay. Setting spray. Drugstore. Okay, interesting. Eyeliner? Drugstore. Mascara. Drugstore. What's your what's your drugstore fave for mascara? I Rimmel. like telescopic. Oh, Rimmel. Rimmel. Hands Which down. one? 
I can't remember which one it was. It's in like a hot pink tube. Okay. It's like a metallic pink one. Also CoverGirl, Maybelline. Yeah. Because it's like they have this so much technology behind it. And it's like they constantly come out with new brushes. So always drugstore mascara. Yeah. I feel like I've tried high-end mascara like Benefit and Dior and YSL. And I'm just... Someone had like a very, maybe it was Dior, like back in the day, it was kind of like this innovative brush. So it was almost like a tube and then it was a spiky ball and you could get the corners of your lashes. Oh, That's a good one. Yeah. I remember like Dior's show was like a, the first really fat mascara yes. brush, but then it dries out so quickly. Yes. Okay. I'm happy to know that you co-signed drugstore mascara. Okay. Lip liner. Probably drugstore too. <laughs> Lipstick. That I'm in a toss-up because there definitely are some good drugstore options, but there's really great, more expensive versions too. Okay. Now we're going to get into skincare, and I feel like your answers may change. (laughs) Moisturizer. It depends on your skin type, but I would say drugstore to test until you find ingredients that you like, and Mm. then you make the investment. That's a great tip. Like CeraVe, do you know CeraVe? Yeah. I love their products and they're really like, there's a lot of hyaluronic acid in mm-hmm. it. So then I just bought hyaluronic acid right. so I like made the connection. Okay. Um, under like eye cream, because this is a huge, huge <sighs> topic of cream. debate. I know. Eye cream. What's your point of view? So I am a firm believer in eye cream for puffiness because you can okay. instantly see a difference. Yeah. So if you use like a gel eye cream, like Garnier makes a really good one. Okay. Um, LMS makes a pretty good one. I can see the difference if I have not had sleep to use an eye cream okay. and I look more awake. In terms of dark circles, <laughs> nothing I don't works. know. Like I don't want to say nothing works, but it's like you have to use it for such a long time. And then when you start thinking deeper into it, what is the difference between my eye cream and my face cream? Only because this is going on a more sensitive area. So it's probably not as active as your typical moisturizer would be anyways. Right. So why not just use moisturizer under your eyes? Can you do that? I think because it's a sensitivity issue. So it's like- I What, you when, break out? It just might be too <laughs> your close eyes to would your- be like, yeah. it's too much. <laughs> it might be too close to your, you might have an allergic reaction. Because it's like, if you think about how you put on face cream, you're not really like going in, yeah. like you're kind of just around it. Yeah. But then with eye cream, you're just putting it closer. Which eye cream do you use? What eye cream do I use? I like- Blue Mercury has a line called M61. Okay. And they have a great eye cream. It's a gel. So if I look tired, if I feel tired, I'll use that. I also like anything with a roller ball. So oh, yeah. Because I can, you can kind of feel yeah. it. Um, Garnier makes a really good one. And another really good drugstore under eye cream I've been using is Rock, like for years. Like I ROC. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I know Love that it. brand. Okay. That's a good one. I did... Restylane injections under my, I think they call them tear tear throughs, under my eyes two years ago. Obviously, it's all worn off. I remember going in, I did it. The hollows of my eyes were instantly filled. And I was like, why? It was expensive. I mean, at the time, I remember thinking like, wow, this is a lot of money. I think it was, I want to say $600, $800. But then I was thinking like, this is way more than any eye cream could have ever done. So now I'm like thinking like, I should just do that again. Yeah. I got Botox. I I don't want to. Oh, you've gotten Botox. Mm -hmm. I I did it for a story. You're young though. You're what? 33. Oh, you're 33. I did it for a story and I made a friend You did it it for a story. So did you get, you got it for free? Yes. Okay. So that's part of it. So one of my guy friends did it for a story. Your guy friends? Yes. Is he a doctor? No, he just (laughs) was, he wanted to get it. We needed a volunteer. Wait. Oh, you did it with him. He didn't administer it. Yes. Okay. And he looked, he never looked awful before, but after doing it, instantly refreshed. He looks really good. And then he was like, I flew from like LA to New York. And you know, that's like such a tough flight for most people. And you come out looking like a crumpled piece of paper. And he was like, I looked amazing. And I just stepped off the plane. I was like, okay, maybe I need to try this. So I did it maybe two, no, a year ago. Okay. Um, Where did you get the Botox done? I got it done on my the crow's crinkles feet. on the, the, crinkles, the crow's feet. Yeah. Crow's feet. I did it in kind of in the tear duct, and then I did my forehead, and then I just get it done every six months, like baby Botox. Wait, it's kind of a game changer because at first you're like, I don't need this, I don't want this, this is wait, crazy. Wait, 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 I'm freaking out. Wait, I didn't know that you could do because isn't isn't around your eyes very sensitive? It is, but the only thing is you look weird for a little bit. <laughs> So when I look at photos of myself when it's like fresh Botox. How, how long did you look weird for? Probably a week. It's, I'll show you a picture afterwards. It's like, you can just see, like, now that you see me and like my reactions in my facial, it's just tight. You're just like, 
<laughs> and you can't really place what's going on. So you know how most people's eyes crinkle? You're just like, something's off, but I can't yeah. tell what it is. Yeah. I can always tell when actresses have a lot of Botox because their mouth is moving so mm-hmm. much, but then their, their face isn't. Their like forehead and face, it's like a, a ice skating rink. It's just all smooth. Yeah. And you're like, your mouth is so active, but and nothing else, else is. is not. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you could do Botox. Mm-hmm. I'll show you before and after pictures, but it's it's nice because you just looked refreshed. So Did it's you like, tell people you like? To, okay, your boyfriend, for example. Like it's so funny. My mom. I was telling my mom. It's like my husband's with me. He doesn't think there's. A, she's like, why are you telling him all of this? Yeah. Like you're giving him all this information. But I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. I tell my husband everything. Were you open and forthcoming with your boyfriend about he the fact was that furious you did it? At first. Oh, he was he's just like, so why? you told him. Yeah, he's like, why would you do that? And I was like, well, it's for stories. I'm like, I can't keep telling people it's okay <laughs> to do this, and I haven't tried it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I found a black derm. Oh, okay. So I trusted he, her, Michelle Henry. Dr. Michelle Henry. That name sounds so familiar. Yeah, she's everywhere. Okay. But she looks great. And yeah. she also gave me half a CC. So it was like, I didn't What's even a do. CC? Kind of like the unit that they measure. Oh, oh, the, so she didn't give me a full thing. Okay. A full syringe. A full syringe. And then she made me come back in two weeks to see if I liked it, to see how it settled. And then we debated if I wanted like more or less. Okay. So the only thing is, let's say you're tense and like this eyebrows like this when you're doing it, you may notice like unevenness. So that's when they like correct that stuff. I feel like I would have a full mental breakdown if it went wrong. Like I feel like I would just be I know. I got nervous at first. I was like, what happens if I go blind? You know, because there's like, <laughs> yeah, they I always mean, have things, the side effects. And you're just like, what happen. happens if I'm the one who just like can't see? Yeah. And that's why my boyfriend was so mad. He's like, you're going to do this so you don't have wrinkles. And he's like, you're not going to be able to see in your left eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what you have to do? I'm, like, really into April Fool's, much to everyone who knows me. Like, everyone hates it. They're like, Brooke, do not even <laughs> talk to me on April 1st. But you should tell your boyfriend that you're going to get, like, butt, like, those butt implants mm-hmm. injections. Just be like, babe, it's for a story. Like, this is a big thing. It's happening in the culture. And just, <laughs> would he freak out? Yeah. He'd probably, like, pack up his things and leave. <laughs> were like I'm not gonna go like Nikki I'm gonna go like more Kim and just he'd be pissed yeah you should do it honestly and just like come back with like some like some fake like a padded situation (laughs) and just just, like like, wrap myself in gauze yeah and you're just like (laughs) I'm working on this story like it was really interesting experience he'd be pissed Pissed. men don't like when women do too many things but and it's not for them yeah but it's annoying because so for example today Meek Mill tweeted that he hates lace fronts. And I'm like, Meek Mill, your woman crush Wednesday definitely wears a lace front wig. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that goes back to this just larger thing of like, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. just don't, don't. Don't talk about it. Like you've seen a bad one and I get it. Like don't wear a bad lace front wig. But yeah. don't tell me I can't wear a lace front wig. Yeah. Men Because you probably about- don't even know I have one. Yeah. And you probably think this is my real butt, too. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. They have no idea. You think I'm just in the gym for like. hours. Like, you have no idea. Or you know, and you just don't want to admit it. Exactly. That's like when I explained to my husband that, like, we've never seen Beyonce's hair. And he's like, that's not her hair? Yeah. They don't get it. And I'm like, you think it's her hair? And he's like, yeah, it's not? And I'm like, wow. And then oh, when guys say they like the no makeup, like, when they're like, I just like a woman with no makeup. And I'm like... She you has, don't know what, what makeup is. Yes. Or you've just seen bad makeup. I think too many people have seen bad examples of things versus good examples, and they think the good examples aren't real. Right. So it's like they're like, this sheer, Beyonce's hair looks great. And it's like, but that's not her hair. You've probably just seen like a bad lace front on the A train. So that's what you <laughs> think we all look like. And it's not. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I was born there. I love that. Not the most diverse. No. But very open and tolerant and educated, right? Like, yeah. it's like the nicest, most Midwestern. Did you go to, like, a true suburban, go to the mall on the weekends situation? All that. So you, I feel like I could imagine you being, I'm just completely making this <laughs> up off the top of my head, but I could imagine you being, like, cheerleader adjacent. No. Oh, really? I was a figure skater. Okay. I was I close. was a little bit close. But figure skating isn't a team sport. So I, I, was I like, did figure skating in Minneapolis. You I feel did? like I feel like kids in Minneapolis are like born and then they like put them on the ice yes. skating rink. It's very it's like kind of how most people treat ballet. They're just like you skate. Yeah. So no, figure skating, dance for a little bit, but I'm not 
I don't know. I don't like the performance aspect of it. So okay. I didn't, I liked practicing and I liked the music, but I didn't like the performance version of it. Okay. With ice skating, it's nice because it's like the dark is, the ice is dark and there's a spotlight on you mm. where it's like just bright and you're kind of doing your own thing. Did you have all the outfits? That was the reason I did it. Because <laughs> I designed all my ice skating costumes. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh my so we God. found like a tailor seamstress and I'd like sketch out what I wanted. And oh. then my mom would be like, these material choices you're picking are way too <laughs> expensive. So I'd have like crystals and like a different type of you velvet. You wanted like an like Alexander McQueen. You were like, this is my reference. Yes. I want like a bias cut. I want some embroidery, some sequins. And also Vera Wang did that. She was a figure skater and that's how she got started in oh, fashion really? design. So I was actually like fascinated by that. So she designed all her costumes too. That's it. Have you met her? No. You have to tell her that story when you meet her. I, I would always like love that about her. And I was like, I too was a figure skater. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you did figure skating. Mm-hmm. I did figure skating, track, tennis. I did track too. What do you, did you run? I ran the 400. That oh. was like my event. That's so hard. It was the hardest event because you have to sprint the whole yes. thing. I did the 100 and 200. The 400 was like my… Your jam. I mean, not my jam. It was just <laughs> like what I was forced to do. I have a theory that everyone who ran track hates running because you associate running with pain. Like I hate running. Do you hate it? I don't hate it because oh, I, I think it. that is what my body responds to. So I think if I wanted to like get in my best shape ever, I need to run. But I need to run sprints. I don't need to run long distance. Like long distance running is like what is happening to me. So when my friends are like, I'm running a marathon, I'm running a 5K, oh, I'm like, why? Why? And like, I want to see what my body can do. I'm like, why? No. But people talk about running and getting into this like zen, this truly zen place where like your mind shuts off mm-hmm. and it's just like the movement. And that sounds really nice, but like it takes what, 30 time. minutes of running to get into that mode. And yeah. I just don't have the patience. No. What was the diversity scene like at your high school? (laughs) I mean, the funny thing is I remember things being really diverse in Montessori school. So I went to this place called Little Flowers Montessori, and I'm, like, very— So Montessori is, like, for special gifted— no, Montessori is just like a different way of learning. Oh. So it's like not as traditional as like typical okay. kindergarten. Jaden and Willow Smith do this, right? They're like probably. Montessori. They probably went to Montessori. <laughs> but you learn like weird things. So okay. what an example of something would be, we learned how to count rice with chopsticks, which seems painful because it's like, why are you making children? But think about how long you could make someone sit still. Like count these 50 pieces of rice with chopsticks. Oh, interesting. So you have to learn how to use chopsticks, okay. pick up rice, which is not easy, and then count. So little things like that. So I like that they always blended different versions of culture into our lessons. So I remember we read like Anansi books okay. in school. So it's like the, um, sometimes they do African, sometimes Caribbean spider. So my mom like provided those because she's from Antigua. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We ate like venison because one of the children was brought, was <laughs> Native a, American. What a bougie yes. experience. You're so, eating venison, counting with chopsticks. Yeah. So I like that. So I always just remember there's like um, another girl's Indian. So we had like different types of cuisine. So it was kind of nice because A, everyone had the really complicated names. So it's like Janelle and Safna and Sutina and like Andrew and like all these different people. Cool. Um, So that was like a good kickstart. Yeah. So the nice thing about Minnesota is because it's kind of small-ish community-wise, we all went to school together. So I never really switched high schools or had, it's almost like, Schools just kept combining. So it's like you there'd be like three elementary schools and there'd be two junior highs and there's one high school. So I think it wasn't until I got to know other kids from high school, that's when I started feeling othered. I see. Because they're just like, who is this black girl? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and what was your approach to beauty, maybe let's say senior year? Like, what what look were you rocking senior year? I mean, I feel like I'd been trying it since, like, kindergarten. I was always changing my hair. Really? So I had, like, a relaxer when I was little because my mom was a flight attendant. My dad was like, I can't oh, yeah, figure this out. Your mom was a flight attendant and model, right? Yeah. Oh, so glamorous. So she was just, like, not there. And my dad's like, listen, like, someone else <laughs> needs to do your hair because your I'm like, not going to do it. Happen. Yeah. Like, he's like, you can have braids. He's like, but it's, like, the way you run around. Because the one thing I really love, even to say I love the salon experience. So I that really, also with like the whole it. DIY situation, I'm again, like I'd rather pay someone to make me look nice versus me oh, trying to really? figure this out. See, oh my gosh, you and I differ heavily on that. Okay. So the salon was like what a What do treat. you like about it? Like the waiting around? No, I think if you find <laughs> the, a good stylist, true. you're not really waiting around. But I, I think true, it's true, just true. the, 
again, like the expertise, they can like create whatever you want. True. So I just remember like bringing in pictures of my stylist was like, I don't know if we could do this, but we can try versus me trying to do it myself. Have you never had your hair damaged from a stylist? Definitely. And that didn't put you off? Not really, because I think I didn't know better. Because I think Mm. even in Minneapolis, it's like, okay, if my hair broke off, it's like, well, who else is going to do this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have much... Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Much options. So I think, okay, I'm trying to think of all the hairstyles I had. So I obviously had a relaxer. Then I got into swimming. So then I did braids and extensions. By the way, when you say you obviously had a relaxer, I just interviewed uh, Deja, who was 19. And she's like, I've never had a relaxer. Really? I feel like that's a Midwestern thing. I think it depends where you live. Because the girls from Cali that I went to school with never were like, relaxer. Like, what's that? Yeah. I was like, that was the default. But could you imagine your whole life being natural and how different your relationship your- to your hair would be? It would be amazing. Yeah. And also my hair would have been healthier. Right. I mean, shout out to all the parents listening that don't relax their child's hair. Not And also, I should say, not to demonize relaxer because I also think that the natural hair community goes too hard. So hard. And make it seem like you're less of a black woman if you relax your hair or you're somehow like, I don't know, not proud of your... And that's not the story. Exactly. I actually wanted to write a beauty story about that, but I couldn't find like an outlet that kind of matched that right, about like, how people are still getting relaxers. Because people almost act like it's not a thing. And I was like, Soft Sheen and Carson is still very <laughs> alive and well. And you know, like they're still making yes. relaxers. Like Fido Specific makes a little relaxer. Well, you know, it's so interesting. Jill Scott. Did she get a relaxer? And everyone lost their mind. I kind of want to get a relaxer sometimes. Like sometimes I mean, I'm like, I want it like a pixie. Because there's certain, also, there's certain styles you can't achieve, achieve as easily without a relaxer. Absolutely. So yes, I could figure out how to straighten my hair right now, maybe. But it's not, it's not going to lay. It's not going to be the same way. And also your hair is short. So you could do a relaxer, buzz it all off, and then literally the moving. next month be natural. But I think another conversation I want more people to have is how healthy is color for your hair? Because mm. like me bleaching my hair like this is not good for anybody. <laughs> You know, like it's not right because people people's issue with relaxer is like we're putting these harsh, harmful chemicals. But if you have so a full afro and it's all bright blonde, yeah. guess what? You're doing the same thing. Same thing because even for me to get my hair this blonde, maybe it takes. The last time I was in salon, I want to say he had me under there for like 45 minutes to an hour. It was a long time bleaching, and I was like, I could just have a relaxer. It looks so good though. Thank you. It looks so good. But it's like the blonder you get, and then you're like doing it on top of it, especially yeah. when it's short. So this isn't, not to say that one is better than the other, but I can't really judge people yeah. for doing it. I, interviewing Sarat on this pod, like my relationship to color changed in the scope of me doing this podcast because okay. I talked to girls that had gone blonde. I talked to Danielle Prescott and I talked to Sarat and they yeah. were like, I look back at pictures of myself with dark hair and I'm like, who was that so boring <laughs> game changer? Yeah. Getting high. And I was like, maybe I should do it. And now, and now look at you. And now I've got these blonde highlights. I'm like loving it. I was just so scared. I mean, it's it changes your texture. And I think people need to talk about that too. So it's not going to straighten your hair, but it's like it loosens up your curl. You yeah. definitely need to moisturize in a different way. You need to moisturize so much all more. All the time. And I think people just treat it like, you know, a relaxer is like this awful thing. But I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. Such a good point. But I guess it's not tied to this history of colonization mm-hmm. and straight hair is better yeah. and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Minneapolis sounds like you had a very multicultural experience. Yes. In high school, you were trying all these different looks. Who were you looking up to? Like, who were your beauty faves? My beauty people. I did every single school report either on Josephine Baker. Ugh, love. Love her. Or Vanessa Williams. I mean, Josephine Baker, so many lovers. Did you know she had an affair with Frida Kahlo? Oh. Right? How? When like, did they I mean, even meet? Exactly. <laughs> um, she had a pet cheetah. Yes. Remember that? Chiquita, who wore a diamond collar. Yes. And then she, like, adopted all of these kids from around the world and called them... The Rainbow Tribe. Yes. I mean, she was a spy for World War II. Living her life. Living her best life. I mean. And also very ahead of her time. So ahead of her time. So progressive. I think she tried to come back to America. And they wouldn't let her. Or she didn't like it She or was something. like, um, I've been living in Paris, literally, like, living my best life. And the segregation, like, she's like, I can't. I'm out. Yeah, love her. Okay, so Josephine Baker. And then Vanessa Williams. Yes. Like, just singing. Yeah. What was she Miss America or Miss USA? Miss America. She was Miss America and she had that 
sex scandal. Yes, Those, when like, she naked posed, pictures of her they leave them woman. in Playboy. Oh, is that what happened? Yes, and they took away her crown. And I was, I felt <laughs> at a young age, I just felt so infuriated by that. I was like, <laughs> how dare, how dare you? you? It was very, um, it's almost like revenge porn. Like, I'm like, I don't know why she took these, but it's like, I'm sure these other girls have done much worse. It's so interesting when you think about how things like that inform your perception of how a woman is supposed to act at a very young age. Yeah. Or how in today's world, it's just not a scandal. Like she would have probably been a bigger celebrity because of that. True. What is she? What is she doing lately? I just remember I her in Ugly Betty as yes. like that bitch editor. I remember I got let go from a job. Okay. And I was devastated because I was like, I can't believe I got fired from something. And I binge watched Ugly Betty, and I was oh, just like, life is show. great. I was like, life is fine. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> everything's great. I was like, everything's gonna be okay. So growing up, did you know that you were beautiful? Yes, because my parents always reminded me I was black. So I think even though I was in a not necessarily diverse thing, like black was never bad in my household. Mm. And my parents like took me to different things. Like I think they did a lot of research to figure out what was cool and hip and unique and different in Minneapolis. So I never really had white dolls. That wasn't quite a thing. Oh my God. I never had white dolls. My mom was like, you will play with Shanice. Like I remember <laughs> I had a Shanice doll. I had a, um, an MC Hammer doll and I made them get married. Oh I remember God. that. <laughs> Um, I had Cabbage Patch dolls. Like, everything was very black. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's so interesting? Because I I know that you've worked in a lot of spaces where you were the only black mm-hmm. woman at a lot of these fashion magazines or beauty places. And I've heard you talk about the fact that you never felt a need to conform or, like, change the way you were. Like, you know, you hear people say, like, I had to straighten my hair. Yeah. Or I had to. And you've never felt that. And that probably comes from the fact that at your home you were being given these messages that black is beautiful yeah. and you were getting your aesthetic reinforced. That and I think Hampton. Mm, Like going to an HBCU is just a game changer. We were talking about that earlier. Just because you see so many different types of Black people. And I think the hard part in Minneapolis was it was kind of two subsets, right? So it's like I grew up in Minnetonka, which is a suburb outside of Minneapolis. So Do they make moccasins? mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> they do make moccasins. It's like a very sad reference, but yes. yeah, okay. Um, so for me, it's kind of like this bougie subset of like Minneapolis elite and debutantes. Did you do Jack and Jill? No, I didn't. Okay. I was a debutante though. I okay. like slid in there towards the end. Um, but it's like the Jack and Jillers yeah. or it's like the north side of Minneapolis. So it's like you don't really get this wide breadth of like there's middle class Black Americans. Like, you know, there's people doing really well. There's people not doing really well. But it's like oh, we all harmonize together. Hampton was a great hub for that because it's like I saw black kids from California which I'm like I didn't even know you guys like people were treating me like I didn't know there were black people in Minnesota I'm like I didn't know there were black people in like LA you know like (laughs) I had no idea or there are black people in Alaska like they're everywhere so that was like really good experience for me because I'm like you can be so many different types of black and it's cool yeah and everyone was so cool to me so once I got to work I was like I don't have time for that exactly like I'm like I don't have time for this I'm like And also, I honestly feel like white people do not care. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a lot of self-policing and then, I don't know, a narrative within the community itself. But I really don't know that a white person knows the difference between, like, a twist out or, like, a curly weave. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're... Yeah, I think it's just the questions and sometimes I think you feel offense to it. So me, it's like, I'll sit down. So someone's like, wait, your hair grew. And it's like, my hair did not grow, Janice. Like yesterday you saw me and I had a Caesar. (laughs) This is a wig. But I think it's just more so of the... (laughs) I'm dying at Janice. (laughs) I think it's just more of kind of like the obviousness of it. Because it's a quick Google. Like, it's like, before you approach me, you can quietly use your phone and be like... I'm okay with people asking, though. You think so? I think it depends how they ask. I've also never had anyone touch my hair. Like, that would probably be triggering for me. Oh, I... Do people touch your hair all the time? No. Okay. I would freak out. But I read an article, so I'm thinking about having children. Okay. And I've been, like, doing research, like... Because I'm realizing that... My child's going to have an experience not as a black person and not as a white person, mm-hmm. but as like a mixed race person, yes. which, is, which is really, to be honest, a black person. Yes. Right? They're going to like. But not necessarily. But not entirely. So yeah. I've been like doing just research. And so I've been reading like blogs from parents that have mixed race children and hearing how many people touch their children's hair, like I get infuriated on their behalf. Like right. imagining someone just like inviting themselves to touch, I would freak out. 
Just I would freak keep out. Keep your hands to yourself, everyone. I know. It's weird though. It's like I wouldn't touch anything I of know. anyone, especially in New York City. But I get it. Black yeah. hair is pretty cool. It is. And it does a lot of it cool does stuff. So many things. Like my wash and go is so different from my twist out. Yes. You know? And even within a day, it can take on so many textures. And I, I guess now that I think about it, I get it. Because it's like they can't necessarily do as many things with their hair. Yeah. So it is kind of fascinating that it's like I can get extensions, but then I can do a twist out, but then I can shave it off. And then… Exactly. But please still don't touch me. <laughs> but still don't touch my hair. <laughs> what are the beauty trends that you oh love or beauty products? Because this is like, for all the listeners, this is like a privilege to hear this from Janelle because she's seen it all. So there are only like three things I'm hardcore about. Okay. So the first thing is bio oil. The brand bio oil. The bar- brand bio oil. What is in bio oil? I don't know okay. exactly, but it's like a stretch mark and I scar think it's oil. Vitamin E. Yes, I think it's mostly vitamin buy, E, which okay. you can buy separately. Continue, yeah. But it's just the perfect consistency. It's not oily. It gives you a sheen. Yeah. And it keeps you hydrated 24-7. Oh, I love vitamin E oil. Yes. I, I have it. To add to commercial moisturizer. Like, I add it to everything. Like, I don't even use lotion anymore. I just used oils. Yeah. Because it's just so much better. So much better. Um, The other thing I'm obsessed with is DHC has a deep cleansing oil. I don't even know what DHC is. It's this Japanese brand, and they have some crazy statistic that, like, someone is buying a bottle, like, every four seconds or something like that. It's amazing because it just gets everything off. And what's the product called? DHC deep cleansing oil. Okay. And it's just like probably they have an olive oil version that I like. They have a standard version I like. It's maybe like twelve or eighteen dollars. It's not crazy, but if you like double cleansing, yes, sometimes love. I'll double cleanse if I need to. But most of the time I'll just use the oil. It gets everything off. So it's like if you have waterproof mascara, if you have a ton of foundation, it's like you just rub it on your face and everything's gone. Really? But your skin doesn't feel gross and dry. So I love that. Okay, so you know I'm like very into like DIY and yes. natural beauty. And you I'm could all definitely like- probably make this yourself. Okay. If All you my favorite things to, you can probably make yourself. But it seems like you like more natural products. Yes. Okay. okay. So I need I when I listen to the podcast, I know that you're very into natural beauty yeah. and also like doing things yourself. Yeah. And I feel like I need to be better about that. But to your point, I do kind of feel like I skew with things with like less ingredients. Yeah. Also, that's a step. Some people yeah. aren't even there. Also, when I had um Remember the, I mean, it's still probably a trend, but Korean beauty. I broke out randomly and I went to my dermatologist and he's like, why are you using so many products? And <laughs> I was like, because it's a trend. And he's like, skincare routine. no, he's like, you need to cleanse. You need to moisturize. You need to use sunscreen. That is all you need to do. And those are the basics. So now even when I think about it, like I'll still use a serum and I'll still, oh, my zip, we have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed this with that. Cre- it's like a mask? No, it's like a nanocurrent facial device. Oh, God. <laughs> but have, it works. Have we really come to this point? Yes, we have. How do you put it on? So you have to put on this conductive gel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm done. A conductive gel? You have to put on, they have a gold version and a silver version. Okay. I guess like the gold version is like more for like. How much does this device cost? $500. Oh, God. <laughs> but people are getting nanocurrent facials all the time. <laughs> so if you can do it at home, why not do it okay. at, at your house? Okay. So you I'm put gonna, on your conductive gel. I'm going to have an open mind. Okay. So you put on your conductive gel. <laughs> and you sync the device to your phone. Okay. And you just kind of like go to town. So it's like basically working out your facial muscles. So it's almost like working out your face. And are you familiar with face gym? Yes, it's the same thing, I think. So you have your face beat up? Kind of. Okay. I think it's like a similar concept. Okay. But I like it because it's at home. I don't like facials. People think I'm crazy. I hate facials. Oh, I agree. I don't like them. I don't want steam in my face. I don't want someone extracting things and pinching me and And slapping me. And also that's like, I have, I still have like a scar on my face from a facial I got a year ago where they were trying to extract something that wasn't an extractable thing. Yeah. I like Ayurvedic facial. Like if they're gentle and they use natural stuff, Because you like Pratima, right? I like Pratima. Have you been in person yet? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I've done facials there. I get skincare stuff there. I think for me, what I don't like about facials is the price tag. Because I'm like, why am I paying you to rub stuff on my face that I can do at home? home. Yeah. I like it because it's almost like a facial at home as much of a facial that I do. Okay. And then you just do it. So they have different – so you sync it to your phone and they have different things. So apparently they have like a hyperpigmentation one. They have an acne one, which I like. So it's like if I feel like I'm breaking out – 
the kind of like with the and it's zip with two eyes, right? Two eyes okay, for people that want to search at home. What's it called? There's like not necessarily an LED light, but there's a light. So it's like you kind of target what you want. And I, I can't even lie. If I have a breakout coming, so it's like there's like a pimple that's coming up, I'll use it. Gone tomorrow. Really. I don't okay. know, because it's supposedly killing bacteria and all this stuff. So I did an article about it, and I talked to different dermatologists, and they're like, there is truth to some of this, not all of it. Okay. Because it's like the same thing that you go on, like if you did a laser facial or if you did an in-office situation, similar things. Okay. But I like it because there's guardrails on it. So it's like you're obviously using an app, so it tells you when to stop so you can't harm yourself. Okay. And then she also has a video so you can do it with her. Okay, so it's almost like cool. a nice tutorial so you're not just out here electrocuting your face. <laughs> but it's a very – it's the first time I did it, I hated it. I was like, this is trash. And then I was like, well, hmm, maybe I'll try it again. And, and I do it like two it. times a week. Really? hmm Okay. What about the beauty trends that you're just over? Oh, and like it's, I it's, made a list. It's um, time to just put them to bed. Well, complicated skin routines because okay. I do feel like – I have a conversation with many editors. There's too many products that do the same thing. And as someone who's supposed to promote these products to you, even I feel overwhelmed. And I just think, again, like you just need to wash your face. Like don't sleep with your makeup. So cleanse your skin thoroughly, moisturize your skin, and then put on sunscreen. Like that does wonders for everyone. So it's like, even if you couldn't do anything else, if you do those three things, you'll be like, yeah. my skin looks so much better. I think, do you remember from our youth, Proactive? Yeah. remember that brand? It's three steps. Same I remember, with Clinique. I remember reading something that, that like, it's not even that Proactive has these special ingredients. It's just getting people yes. to wash their face and put moisturizer yeah. on. It's like changing their skin. Changes the game. So you're not here for essence and serum. And, so I do like serums okay. and I do I like say, toners. You're not a real beauty editor if you're not here for yeah. serums. <laughs> I do like serums because serums are just, they're so much more concentrated yeah. and I like the hydration factor. So okay. my favorite serum in life is Vinter's Daughter. Oh. Also so expensive, but so worth it. Vintner's Daughter, I think they make the, the best serum on the market. And so I basically found out all of their ingredients. And, you made, and I made it myself. Can you make me one? Yes. And okay. it's a grapeseed oil-based one, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of people like get weird breakouts from uh, serums. And I think they're using too heavy of moisturizers. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Love it. It is a great serum. I think that's worth it. And I also kind of appreciate it. I've interviewed her a few times. She's like, I'm not making any more products. Please stop asking me. Oh, really? And I like I like that because I think also another thing I always advise, like when there's beauty clients, do not release 32 things for us to figure out. Like release one or two or five oh, no. and then like keep the story going. When I start my line, you're the first person I'm calling. Like I... You just you want a slow so burn. Like you just don't like it's and again, like you can get that loyalty from one product. So if you make a of great course. face oil, I'm rocking with you for life. Exactly. So I think complicated skincare routines. I think You're the other thing, um, crazy nail art. I feel like because of Instagram, like there's all these weird things. Like I saw like teeth nails. There yeah, was like yeah, a weird yeah. like Kylie Jenner. They remade her baby stormy thing. I'm like, these are weird. There's like yeah. a twerking butt. I'm like, please stop doing this. Like I appreciate the artistry, <laughs> but it's like no one needs these. Yeah. And okay. kind of super long nails too. I just don't know how you operate in everyday life yeah. with long nails. I'm like, must be nice to be like kept or whatever is going on because yeah. I couldn't type like I can't do things my nails are always pretty short yeah I think like to the point like everyone releasing like a million shades I appreciate it because diversity yeah. is important but sometimes, just because sometimes they're just doing it to do it and they're bad and they're not good they're not good and then I think full makeup and sweatpants <laughs> even though I'm guilty because I've definitely been in sweatpants since like Wait, that is such a look like gray athleisure wear like really slouchy clothes but like having your baby hairs laid in like a fully beat face I was like put on an outfit same attention factor right like I'd rather have you have no makeup and like this amazing look versus like a whole situation that's so interesting I feel like Kylie Jenner was like the pioneer of that look but I'm also like she can do that because someone else is doing her makeup at home and she's paid to do this and she's getting photographed none of you are getting photographed other than by yourselves so that like drives me nuts because I see it in the train every morning I'm just like what is going on because they're so fully made up in their face but their outfit is just like they the level of care dropped to a zero yes and I feel you guys, because I've definitely been in sweatpants since like mid Yeah, but bring that same energy to your face. <laughs> that same energy. I, I, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Just don't wear makeup. Or put on like, I don't know, maybe like a tinted moisturizer and like a lip balm. Yeah. A slick back ponytail. Like keep it simple. Yeah. 
where do you stand on Glossier? So by the way, listeners, I, everyone comes at me for being like, I can't believe you don't like Glossier. Oh my gosh. I do not dislike Glossier. I actually think they're one of the most brilliant beauty companies. Absolutely. Globally. Yes. Like, I think they are killing it. I think they're ahead of the curve. I think they're innovative. I think Emily Weiss is a genius. Yes. I think their whole team is incredible. I drink the Glossier Kool-Aid. Okay, you do. Okay. So, okay. Do you like this no makeup makeup look? Okay. So I'll I'll give you my spiel with Glossier. I appreciate them because I think in a world where everyone was forced to contour their face for such a long time, Mm. they gave us a different version. And I think that's also timing was key in there. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because if you think about like Jane Cosmetics, right? Yes. That was a thing. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like the same thing. Or like Mary Ooh. Kay. But it's yeah. like Mary Kay has like color cosmetics. But essentially, they're the millennium version of Jane. Yeah. Or like Bobby Brown. Or Bobby Brown or something yeah. like that. And cuter packaging. So I appreciate that because it's like I don't want a 12-step contouring situation. I just right. want a concealer I can put in a moving taxi with my hands and like yeah. not kill myself. And like a cloud paint. Like yes. A, yeah. Okay. But I think with that, the consumer that can actually wear the makeup and look amazing is limited because it's like young girls typically have like acne or skin issues. Or if you have skin issues, now you feel alienated by this brand because then people were complaining like this isn't full coverage enough for me, but it was never for you. It's for people who don't really want to wear makeup. Right. But want to be cool and be like, I'm wearing makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's skincare shaky sometimes. I don't think it's there. I do like their skin perfector. But again, I also think it's like because I'm not going to burn my face off with like a Bialik Recherche or whatever oh, it is. Bio- you know what I mean? The P50. Like I'm not going to do that. Okay. So this is like the baby version of this. So I can like feel cool and feel like I'm in on the trend. But I did see a difference in my skin, but I'm already taking care of my you skin. You already have amazing skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's glassing is like for people who are semi taking care of their skin who like only are buying makeup because they have disposable income and want to do it and you know what i mean totally. i don't know but it was just timing everyone was tired of the right full message beat. at the right time just like bobby brown definitely had their moment it's like when she came out it was also like that heavy cakey makeup yeah. and she's like i want women to look like themselves yes have you listened to her um episode of how i built this no and i need to i'm oh, obsessed with her oh it's she's so, so quirky and fun and outspoken bobby brown is so cool I'm like obsessed with her now. I'm sad that she doesn't remember her name though. Those stories always are like cautionary tales to me. What do you mean? So like she's not part of Estee anymore. So she sold that company. Oh, she sold it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she doesn't technically own her name. Right. It's like I'm, I love Fenty. I think they're brilliant, but I'm a little bit sad knowing that it's owned by LVMH, right? Like I'm, I'm like Rihanna, like. Kylie Jenner owns I know. her cosmetics empire, and that's what makes whatever she's doing yeah. important. And I think Fenty is so important, and it will always be important, but I just wish Rihanna owned it end-to-end, and it wasn't just like, it's kind of like a licensing deal with basically. LVMH, basically. But she's I like think a it was also interesting how people were, while I definitely praise Fenty, they were so nasty to other brands. And I was like, but they're all part of the same family. Like, especially like Makeup Forever. I was like, you oh, guys yeah. know that this is basically the same formulation and it's cool package kind yeah. of. Yeah. But yeah, owning your name is important. Oh yeah. I just got the trademark for Naked Beauty. Good. Yes. Owning your name is so important. And that's yeah. selling it. So it's like, if you want it, I always have to be part of it. Yeah. Like I come with a package. So true. That's such a great point. Such a great point. Okay. My final question for you. Okay. I ask everyone. When do you feel most beautiful? I mean, I want to give you like a corny answer, like as soon as I wake up. But I think it's when I'm comfortable. Mm. Like when I just feel like I'm myself, I'm not being like a weird version of myself. I'm not (laughs) overthinking things or I'm not being a, I don't know, like a shell, a ghost in a shell. So when I'm comfortable, whether that's what I'm wearing, like what's on my face, like what's happening, I'm not being fidgety, Mm -hmm. just like I'm in it. Relaxed. Yeah, relaxed. Yeah. So whether that's like on vacation or just on the subway. I agree. When people are relaxed, one, they – cool people always look relaxed. Yes. I've been – like when I see people that are like cool, I'm like, why do I think they're so cool? And I figured out that this common thread is they're relaxed. They're at ease. They're just comfortable. They're chill. So I agree that being relaxed does, I think – it does wonders. Feeling beautiful. Yeah. And I think you can, like, I feel like a girl like Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Oh. So cool. But so then I cool, think boys so like Jaden Smith, so yeah. cool. 
But they just seem like confident in themselves. They're chill. They're chill. So it's like, it doesn't matter if like their hair's not done or their outfit's not right. Yeah. It's like, there's a level of like, I don't really care. Yeah. Even Tyler, the creator, I was thinking about him on the way here. Yes. They're not tense. They're, they're like, not, they're the opposite of like a tight ball. They're just like, yeah. Here and they're I just am. like, I'm weird and I don't care. And I like yeah. that. I wish more people kind of, because I was thinking about trends I liked and I was like, I kind of like this trend of like, black kids with like colored hair oh, like yeah. even though people like hate it i was like i kind of love it like oh i love i live wear your pink hair and like live your life yeah because for so long with like the punk era like we never really got to participate that in that in a real way so i kind of like that you know there's genderless makeup now oh, and sure. you know you can wear whatever you want you can dye your hair i like this new age of kids who are just like i don't care like exactly it's so refreshing mm-hmm. as long as it's authentic because then i also feel like there's other people who are pushing it like too far and it's like i don't really think you want to look like this but <laughs> for the people who are like this is me yeah. i like that yeah well cheers to finding more opportunities to live your best relaxed beautiful life cheers thank you so much for coming on the show thanks mm. Okay, thank you guys all so much for listening to Naked Beauty, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 